Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeke. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merc Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here. We are ready to go. We got a loaded show today. We got the Pistons draft lottery position and what the implications are on that. We've got AEW Double or Nothing, and we're talking WWE SmackDown. Um, we've got uh, an NCAA ruling that may change up how we look at a future uh, conference championship games. And we've also got a big NFL quarterback question to end the show today. Lots of stuff to go over. Uh, but, Mike, let's just jump right in, though. Let's start off with, I guess, the most relevant news in terms of uh, – Detroit sports, the Pistons draft lottery happened. They are picking fifth overall. Um, so it's, what is it? It's Orlando, it's Houston, it's name the third team that I can't remember. Then we've got Sacramento yeah. and then the Pistons. Oh, I'm, I'm blanking on the let third me, team. Let me look. Pelicans? No, Pelicans pick her later. Um, we got Magic, yep. OKC, OKC, Rockets, okay. Kings, us. There we go. Okay. Um, so the, the, the Pistons are picking fifth. Um, I know that was a little bit of a disappointment to most people. Um, they were projected to have the best odds to get the number one pick. Apparently they were one ping pong ball away from getting the first overall pick, which let's just kick us in the shin one more time just to tell us that. Um, mm. but, uh, so they're picking fifth. So they fall a couple spots technically. Um, you know, would they fall like two spots? Yeah, they were projected to have the third pick if everybody is stuff just went according to plan. Um, so it's 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 one of those things where it's disappointment. You're still picking in the top five. You know, mm-hmm. you're not picking eighth or something. Yeah, I will disastrous. say I think the lowest we could have picked was like six. I think I we think. could have actually fallen to seven or I seven. Thought. Yeah, I think it was six seven. or seven yeah. or something. Like that so was like, like in the worst yeah. case scenario. Um, you know, last year around this time, we were all losing our minds because we won the draft lottery and it was like, okay, okay, Cunningham, we got it. We did it. We're best. We're awesome. We're going to playoffs. Oh, wait, that was me. Um, but yeah, that was one of us. <laughs> um, but they're picking fifth, Mike. So obviously they're probably going to miss out on probably the top three forwards, right? You're going to probably miss out on, uh, Paolo was a Vanchero, right? Oh, You're missing yeah. out on Jabari Smith and then, uh, the other dude. Check. There you go. Um, but you know, a guy that you've mentioned quite a bit, Jaden Ivey is a guy that you like a lot for this basketball team is, is could definitely be a guy there. Um, just talk to me a about your reaction about them falling to five. And then two, are you worried? Do you think they should be make this pick? Do you think they should maybe use this pick to trade to get a, a proven guy? Do you want to see them try and trade Jeremy Grant to get the seventh pick from Portland? Cause that's been floated out there as something for whatever reason. So you have five and seven, maybe you package those up lots of different ways. And we know Troy Weaver is not afraid to trade and not afraid to move around mm-hmm. the board. Just give me your thoughts uh, on where you're seeing what, what is the ideal play for the Pistons this year? Um, I mean, I would, I, I, I don't hate the idea of staying at five. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if you want to get aggressive and try to trade the number five pick and Jeremy Grant for a big star kind mm-hmm. of player, yeah. I, I, depending on who it is, I wouldn't yeah. hate that idea necessarily. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't hate the idea of you knowing that you're not going to get any of the big three forwards or Chet as a center. Yeah. Um, which by the way, I'm going to go on record. I don't want Chet Holmgren. Yeah, just hard pass on that one. Uh, but picking like so, number four is usually predicted Jaden and Ivy. Yeah, I think Shaden Sharp or Keegan Murray. I think those are the three names that will be going there. Yeah. It's just depending on which one the Kings want, right. and then you kind of just get the the pick of the litter after that. Yeah, and so 
I think there's still I think getting a guy like Shaden Sharp I think is a good guy. He's six five, yeah. has one of the highest verticals that they've seen that they've recorded since like I think Michael Jordan has the highest one at forty eight, I think it is. And I think his was at forty six point two five or something Lord. at standing. That's so insane. like he's got like insane jumping out of the roof. Yeah. So I think but he hasn't played in a whole year because he was hurt all last year. So he's kinda like the the risk guy right. who the mysterious the mysterious yeah. guy the you don't really know. Marks. Where Jane Ivy's like you know what he is and you know he's gonna score. Yeah. So um I wouldn't hate staying at five and seeing what you could get there. Um so really I think hoping I think, the Kings just kings it up is what you're saying. Basically, <laughs> that's really what I hope. Um, but not kings up in the way of like two years ago where they took Halliburton instead of Killian Hayes. Like, yeah. like kings up like how they just like never make the playoffs ever. Right. Um, that would be nice. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think one of the two options I would take is either just stay at five or package five with Grant to get a player. Yeah. I don't I don't think trading around the board is necessarily a way to go. Yeah. Um. Because I don't think there's a guy that's like sitting yeah, around I, that you could trade up for, or trade down for. That's like right. really would you would you agree with me? And this is kind of the sentiment that I'm getting from a lot of people is that there's there's a few guys that are definitely the top part of the draft, but there isn't the guy like yeah. there was last year. Like yeah. everyone's got Jamari Smith as projected as the Vegas favorite right now to be the mm-hmm. number one pick, but you could make the argument maybe you know. Uh, Banchero from Duke is the guy, right? Or you can, there's a lot of, uh, what I'm seeing, there's a lot of pros and cons to every player. It's just depending on what flavor you're yeah, really I think Yeah, I think like, you look at like last year with Cade, and yeah. I think everyone tried to make the argument for other for people. Green, but at the end yeah. of the day, everyone was like, no, it's Cade, and yeah, that's it. That's pretty much And it. I think same thing with like Zion, where yeah. like, like once Pelicans got the number one ping pong ball, everyone on earth knew. Yeah. Okay, Zion's going number one. And that's what John Morant being a very good pro. Everyone's yeah. like, okay, so John Morant's definitely going to. Yeah, it was like one and two with like <laughs> solidified. Like, okay, you're going yeah. one, you're going two. Yeah, Pelicans are probably like, God dang, why couldn't we got number two? Yeah. Um, but I think I think this year is truly like if you like if you need a center and you like Chet, take Chet. If you like. Jabari Smith, and you like the six ten and the the size and the ability yep. inside. Take him. Like I think each guy has a different skill set, so it's right. kind of like which Just one? Later. Which one do you do you want to mesh with the most? I yeah. guess. Yeah. Are you are you okay with it? Because I saw some people were like freaking out a little bit that they only get the fifth pick. Are you okay? Like, are you are, do you still trust the Troy Weaver plan here? Like, because you know that, someone made the comment. Everyone says in Troy we trust until we get the fifth pick, and then everyone's yeah. like, "Oh no, everyone well, everything's on fire." Yeah. So the crazy part was, and I don't necessarily know if I can believe this or not yeah, because yeah. every GM is going to always say this, of course. But the GM, but Troy Weaver came out and said that there were seven guys yeah. that he would consider taking at number one. Yeah. And so I was like, if there's seven guys there, you're gonna get one of those guys. Then you're getting, you're definitely yeah. getting one because you're picking yeah. five. You're well, not. He said eight, that if so. we had to make the pick tomorrow, we could. Yeah, and like make so there, it, yeah. and be okay with the decision. Yeah, so like, it's so. it's very interesting. It's very that much how him and Brad Holmes both said the same thing. It's weird. Yeah, but, anyway. but so they both had. So he has yeah. the guy in mind. Yeah, and I assume that I if I had to take a guess, he has one of the forwards or yeah. Chet mm-hmm. like circled mm-hmm. just in case he falls. Right. He probably has Ivy circled. Yes. and then he has one of these like. Shade and Sharp, Keegan Murray, AJ Griffin, like one of those kind yeah. of guys, also circled. Right. And those are the three on the, the board. Guards, that's like, yeah, like here, are the, here are the three. We're picking one of these three guys, mm-hmm. whoever falls to us. Right. So, um, so that's kind of how I picture the board going. Yeah. So that's why I think staying at five, I think, is fine. Because I think one of the guys that he really wants 
is going to be there, yeah. and he's going to know enough to like, okay, this is going to yeah. be our guy here. Where, where if if you're Troy Weaver, right, and say you have your pick of the, a couple of those guys that you mentioned, right, like. Obviously, like I don't think Jabari Smith's gonna be there. Like I just don't. Yeah, I, just don't I, w- I would say right? if someone would be there, I honestly probably think Chet would be there. I do I think, too. I think Chet would probably. Fall. I don't. I'm not a big Holmgren guy. I don't see the athleticism to translate in the yeah. next level, right? And I think that's a big thing. And also, let's be real. When's the last time you seen a big white gumpy center translate to the to the NBA? Jokic. Yeah, I was gonna say Nikola Jokic. Yeah, but but, but, that, but even, and even then, right? We're kind of seeing the ceiling with yeah. him at that point, right? So it's like okay. But the, and also that's a, that's a, you mm. know, for every Jokic, there's a Frank Kaminsky. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, but with that being said, right, I'm looking at it in, you know, I, I just see glaring, a, a glaring hole for a score for mm. this basketball team. Like I just, I look at this Pistons team and I go, they need somebody else to be able to put up double digits consistently night after night and be able to give Cade a real running partner. Now mm-hmm. I think Shadiq is doing a great job, but I don't think he's necessarily slotted just based on his skill set to be the number two option. Mm-hmm. I don't think Jeremy Grant is long for this world. So they need another guy to help Cade allow Cade to be Cade. Basically, mm-hmm. where are you at with, with this pick and where do you think they need to address? Obviously barring free agency moves, trades, that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I think I think I think they need to address the guard spot. Yeah. I think the only way they don't have a number two right yeah. now. They do not have a two. I think the only way. Now I am not throwing this out there into the world because I want it to happen yeah. in the slightest. But <laughs> I think the only way that you would think about not getting a guard here yeah. is if your idea for the off season yeah. was to throw money at Jalen Brunson. I think I that really is, hope that's and I really hope that's not the case. I hope they spend. I'll spend it on DeAndre Ayton. I would. That's why I take Ayton. I told. I told people t- uh, yesterday. Yeah. I would spend it on um, DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. I would even spend it on Miles Bridges from um, Char- Charlotte. Is it, yeah, Miles yeah. Bridges from yeah. Charlotte because mm-hmm. he's going to be a free agent. I would spend money on him as a forward yeah. to kind of replace Jeremy Grant. I would rather do that yeah. than take Jalen Brunson. Agreed. I would much rather. I, want Jalen Brunson. I would much rather take Jaden Ivey or Shaden Sharp here. And just have, I would. I, I guess it comes down at the end of the day. I'd rather have two young guards right. that right. just kind of grow together for the like kind of the idea of like the Steph and Clay dynamic oh, yeah. or the Dame and CJ McCollum dynamic, yeah. where you just have two guards that you know are like ten you years. Gonna you're, you gotta, you're gonna yep. play together. You're gonna get in grooves together. Them two and Shadiq Bay will be the three for the next ten years of this basketball team probably. So have them grow together instead of just inputting like, okay, we're just gonna throw in a. 28-year-old Jalen Brunson or whatever to kind of just like try to flirt this team. And And I also don't want him to be on the team to come off the bench either. I don't want to pay a guy $15 million to come off the bench. And that's important, right, is that right now I don't think Jalen Brunson gets you any farther, like long-term, right? Like I don't – they need a legitimate number. When I say two, I mean like shooting guard. They need a guy outside of Cade Mm -hmm. who can run the guard spot that's not Corey Joseph. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying right now. Not Frank Jackson, not Corey Joseph – um, <clears throat> if you want to have Killian run in the second group, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I get it. But, like, they need it. And I and I think, and as of right now, they are by far and away Vegas favorites to land DeAndre Ayton if he doesn't resign in Phoenix. Like, yeah. by far and away. So you start piecing together somebody's like, let's say, in my, I think Jaden Ivey is probably my leading candidate right now. He would be my, like, if he's sitting there, if, <laughs> if it goes the four forwards, so yeah. you go Chet, Jabari, 
uh, Banchero, and then say Keegan Murray goes four, yeah. and you have your pick at five of right. the two guards or anyone else, mm-hmm. Jaden Ivey's 100%. Yeah. So guy. let's let's slot him in there for a second, okay? Let's say their big fish is DeAndre Ayton, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's say they, they lure him in. That's the one guy they sign, right? Mm-hmm. So now you're looking at a team where you've got Cade, you've got Jaden Ivey, you've got Shadiq, you've got... Jeremy Grant. Uh, Jeremy Grant as of now, yeah. and you've got DeAndre Ayton. That's a pretty nice starting and then, five. But then you throw in off the bench, right? You get right. Killian, first guy coming off, right. Isaiah Stewart coming off. Bagley. Bagley, and then you get— Olenek um, still, too. Olenek, too, and then you also have uh, Diallo yep. to play the forward yep. or shooting guard yep. spot. Mm-hmm. And then you go, this team could at least go seven deep, probably, right, right now. Right. Like, not right. confidently seven deep, mm-hmm. but at least your starting five is pretty set. Right. And then you have a couple guys off the bench who well, you, you can see, at least and you, so, Well, and right, and, and that's not even mentioning you still have Saban Lee, who they like a lot, and Isaiah Livers. Mm-hmm. So there's a few guys that I think you could really start to build. Yeah. I think Kelly Olenek is going to be gone sooner or yeah. later. I didn't really – not looking back on it, if they're – if they somehow land DeAndre Ayton, there's no real room for. There's no. There's well, that's no what. Yeah, like Marvin Bagley yeah. can do that. Like, there's a whole bunch of guys that can yeah do that, a, that are a lot role. cheaper as yeah. well, right? So, but like looking at this team, and I think they like what Livers offered them. You know, another three and D. Like, I think you look at each spot, right? Maybe Jeremy Grant's gone, and maybe that's how that opens up. Maybe for mm-hmm. Olenek to stay, or what? I Olenek, don't know Marvin Bagley can stay. Right, right, spot. exactly. Yeah. So, but either way, right? You look at it and you go, okay. So the backup for Cade is maybe Killian Hayes, right? Or Saban Lee. Mm-hmm. Uh, pick your flavor, right? Right? Maybe Shadik's replacement is Isaiah Livers, mm-hmm. right? Maybe Jay Nivey's replacement is one of the other two guards yeah. that you have, or Diallo, right? Yeah. And so all of a sudden you're like starting to see, okay, this is your first line, this is your second line, and all of a sudden you're going to look, okay, we don't have minute eaters. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm afraid of right now is that we've got guys on this roster like a Frank Jackson, like a Corey Joseph, um, like that other guard that they signed at the end of the year, like guys that are just eating minutes that don't aren't value added they're just taking away minutes like Mm -hmm. i saw Corey joseph start way too many basketball games for this team last year that needs to stop Mm -hmm. we're not i understand you're in a rebuild i understand you had to tear down this team and we're really only year three Mm -hmm. into this right like this is really you know yeah and and we got lucky because we expedited yeah, because Cade. you got Kate. Exactly. Yeah, like, this would be another two, three-year process yes. if we didn't have a Kate. Right. If we had Jalen Green instead, this takes a lot longer. Right. Exactly. Nothing against Jalen Green. He just offers different things. So, with all that being said, right, you're looking and you go, okay, th- they have to get to a point where every guy they have on the court right now has to be – there has to be a reason. There's got to be a – there's got to be a purpose for them to be there outside of, well, we're just kind of trying to get through the season and get better mm-hmm. knowing that we don't really have a ceiling right now because the ceiling is just getting a top five pick again. Yeah. We need to get phased out of that. And I think this is the time to do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So interesting. Nonetheless, can't wait for the draft to see what happens. Um, you know, another year where you're hoping take that next step and yep. get closer to 500 for the love of God. Um, you know, because I, I think if they, as this continues to happen, they're not going to be picking top five next year. I don't. I don't. No, you know I think I mean? if you got Aiton and you picked Ivy, I don't think you'd be picking top five. Yeah, I think you'd probably. Now, I don't think you're going to see this Herculean. I do think the East, even though like the West, I think is very top heavy in right. record normally, right. and then like the like, East they, is they everyone's have, evil. Yeah, it's everyone. Even, everyone. Sorry, everyone kind of sits around like forty something wins. Right. So as a twenty-two win team, I'm not going to be like. Oh, you're gonna go up 24 wins and go make a play-in game next right. year by any means. Right. But I do think you could see a jump from 22 to like 
30, 31, yeah. which would get you probably around the number 10 pick or 11 pick next year. Right. And then from there, with more, yeah. with more, um, with another year under everyone's belt, I do think then you could see the progression to right. the play-in game and right. then possibly from there on. Yeah. But I don't, yeah, so... I'm interested to see. Yeah, like I said, free agency is going to be big for them. Yeah. I think if they, I think they need a big, a legit big that yes. can help them quite a bit. Even with Isaiah, I love Isaiah Stewart, but he's a four. He's not a five. He's a four. Yeah, he's, he, you know what I mean. It just is what it is. Yeah, so. He's Draymond Green, basically. Yeah, exactly. So with that being said, they need a big guy run the pick. Him and Aiden and Cade together. Mm-hmm. That's that's some twin towers yeah. stuff going on right there. So that'll be fun. Anyway, um, let's shift focus here a little bit. Let's go NCAA football here, Mike. You brought up a great topic. Uh, when we were off uh, not recording um, this whole conference realignment option thing, kind of dig into what you were kind of pitching me earlier and the implications it has on Michigan and yeah. Michigan State. So, so I was listening to 97-1, the ticket, on, on Tuesday, Boo. I think they were talking about this. And basically the idea of the NCAA, I think, is allowing conferences. I don't know if it's just the Power Five. I'm I would assume it's every conference if they want to, um, <laughs> to get rid of any division al- al- alignments that they have. So right. pr- practically saying that, like for the Big Ten, for instance, that you if if everyone, I think you need a a three fourths vote. So mm-hmm. like you need seventy five percent of the teams to vote sense. on it. Probably I would assume that's how it works. Um, if enough teams vote on it, then you could get rid of the conference alignment and you just be like the Big Twelve is, where you just have one big conference. Mm-hmm. Um, the Pac twelve is initiating this, and they do, and they're starting this this upcoming season. Good so deal. the twenty twenty two season, yeah. they won't have divisions. So their schedule will remain the same this upcoming season. Yeah, and just the two best teams are going to play each other in the Pac twelve championship game, Good. and then after that, they're going to change how they schedule. So. So the Big Ten, I, I threw this out there to, for the idea of one, would it be fun? Two, the way you would do it. I didn't mention this to you, how yeah. they would probably do it. So every team would have three. They're probably going to go a 3-5-5 system, which means that every team would have three locked opponents that you play every year. Mm. So for Michigan, hypothetically, you'd have Ohio State, Michigan State, and then Minnesota, because sure. I think they, yeah, I think the they Brown play, jug, they, they play Brown the, jug. yeah, they play the jug game or whatever. Yeah. So they would probably get Minnesota. Sure. Um, Michigan State would probably get Michigan, Ohio State, Ohio State, and Penn State probably because Penn State much. they always played the last yeah. game of the year. Yep. Uh, but every team would get three games that they play every year, and then you get five and five that you in alternate every right. year. Right. So the idea being, if you play as a freshman. Until you're a senior. If you yep. say all four years, yep. you will have played at home and on the road against every team at least once. Yep. Unless the three lock games where you do twice. Right. Okay. So that is kind That's of the fun. idea, at least for the big time, because they have 14 teams. Yeah. But like the Pac-12, I think it has 12, so they'd have yeah. to change that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's how the scheduling would work generally, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I guess the idea of would you like the having do you want would you rather keep the alignment for the Big Ten in general and then we can move to other conferences or do you like how you have the two conference or no, two divisions? I, I hate the two divisions. And here's the thing: at the end of the day, what the I am a proponent of. I want the best conference championship games possible because mm-hmm. I want the best Final Four possible. Right now, if we were at an eight or even you know, well, however the hell they're going to expand the playoff, right? Maybe I feel a little bit differently because the conference championships become a little bit more neutralized. But in the current system, you cannot tell me, as a fan of Big Ten football, take Michigan and Michigan State out of it. You really enjoy watching Ohio State at eleven and one beat a 
six and six Wisconsin team. Where, where, where is the where, what is that? That's mm-hmm. a terrible game. Mm-hmm. And even let's just say, oh, well, what if Wisconsin wins? Okay, great. So now Ohio State's out of the Final Four. Wisconsin's not making the Final Four. So now you're going to have two SEC teams again mm-hmm. make the Final Four for the 80th, 50 time, right? So the the added incentive to keep the split doesn't make any sense. I also think that the way it's currently set up, I don't think that it's a fair split between the two sides. I mean, you've got Michigan State, Michigan, and Ohio State all on one side just by themselves already. Mm-hmm. I'm not even naming other teams. So, like, that already is like you're, you're, you're eating up your best games possible here. Um, number two, more than anything else like that, I think it forces – now, does it lower the importance a little bit of the game, right, the game, Ohio State versus Michigan? Yes, absolutely, it does. However, at the same time, okay, say Michigan won that game against Ohio State this year. But now they got to go to Indianapolis and beat him again. Mm-hmm. That's, that's in, a, in a dome. In a dome. That's tough. Yeah. That's tough. Or vice versa. Okay, Ohio State escapes Michigan, on, you know, on the road, for instance, right? And now they got to go play him again, right? There's a lot yeah. of intrigue there when it comes to that, right? So same thing, right? Maybe Michigan, like Michigan State, right? Michigan State drops one. Okay, maybe they still have a chance, mm-hmm. right? Because they beat Michigan. All they got to do is beat Purdue. Whatever the case is, I just think it opens up for the best possible games that gives us the best chance to have the best national championship games. Mm-hmm. Like that's all what I'm all about is that when when it matters most, I want those games. I don't want to see blowouts. I don't want to see Oklahoma just win the Big 12, go to the Final Four, and then get smoked again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because they just happen to have the best record, mm-hmm. right? I want the best games for the Final Four because I want those games to be as close as possible because that's the fun of it at the end of the day, right? Yeah. So you can say it's me being a Michigan guy. You can say whatever, but I think this benefits a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. I think it benefits teams like Penn State. I think it benefits teams like Michigan State because I think you give yourself a little more wiggle room. Mm-hmm in that sense where, okay, maybe and Ohio state does too. Right. I know a lot of people said Ohio state should have made it a couple years ago over Bama. And it was like, okay, but they didn't because they didn't win the conference championship because they didn't get in. Like it allows teams to not have to play perfect so that when we're getting to the championship season, that's where you see the best four teams. Mm-hmm. That's, that's where I'm at with it. So I'm all in favor of the Mich- of, of big 10 doing it. I think it helps Michigan. I think it helps Spartans. I think it helps overall get the best big 10 championship games. Cause then we get to see Ohio state versus Michigan. For the Big Ten title game. What if we saw Michigan, Michigan State for the Big Ten? Uh, that's what I was going to bring. I was like, "Oh my god, that'd be awesome!" Yeah. I mean, we never hear the end of it if Michigan State won, yeah. but <laughs> it is what it is, yeah. right? Like, I do think that's a cool game. Rather than playing, like, because as we've talked about on this show, as much as Michigan and Michigan State means in terms of a in-state rivalry, at the end of the day, it doesn't do a whole bunch for you outside of a to Big Ten win. Because whether they have the stupid Paul Bunyan trophy or not, if you're not playing in the Big Ten title game, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Michigan can beat Michigan State for the next 50 years. If they never win a Big Ten title game, it doesn't mean anything to mm-hmm. me. So you have to – you've got to translate that win into making more of your season. Michigan did that. Michigan lost to Michigan State. Shouldn't have, but they did. And they go out and they respond, go and beat Ohio State, and then destroy Iowa, and now they're playing in the Final Four. Yeah. So at the end of the day – who would you rather be? Mm-hmm. That's you know what I mean. So that's where I'm at. But I think it'd be awesome if Michigan State versus Michigan. We got it twice in the same year. Mm-hmm. That would be insane. Yeah, I I would agree with you. I think the only thing I I said about this mm-hmm. was the idea of like I think some and I think it really hits hard for Michigan 
in Ohio State yeah. generally for the last yeah. couple the years. The game does not mean the as much. The game doesn't mean as much yes. in the regular season Correct. because you're just going to see the same rematch the next week, yes. basically. Yes. For in like three, literally three of the last six years, it came down to, okay, we're going to do Michigan versus Ohio State. Right. And the winner of this winner game, game goes. goes and plays Wisconsin or Minnesota or whoever. Yep. Yep. So that's, that's the only thing. Yep. And I think it happens like, like the Iron Bowl, right? Alabama versus Auburn. I think yes. it would be the same thing there where they play on the same side. Yes. So it's like winner of this game goes to the SEC championship game instead of these two teams are probably just going to go play next week yeah like so i think there are circumstances where it kind of uh ruins the regular season just a little bit mm-hmm. um but other than that i would be totally mm-hmm. fine with the with this idea of deleting the divisions just having the two best teams yes because especially like back in like 2010 11 when michigan was like really bad it's yeah. just like and not even as a michigan fan it would have just been like all right now we just get the two best teams instead of getting yes. the leaders versus the legends team yep. and like one team's six and five the other one's 11 if, and oh if you're not a michigan fan i think even we can agree outside of the fact that it's okay michigan won the big 10 championship mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of fun being had when we played iowa last year no Game was over the minute no. the ball was snapped. No, immediately. That's what that game was so, over. That's that's what I was because I know yeah. I know Kyle was on his glory that yeah. he's not here right now. I mean, I, I was I was super happy they yeah. won. Yeah, and I was, I was like, I, like, I, was I like, enjoyed oh. the blowout in the sense of okay, I don't have to stress. But at the same time, you look back and you go, okay, no shit, they should have beat them. Yeah, that, I was like that game was so boring though. Yeah, to the point where I was like, I I'd rather them have played after the first with, quarter it was done. I'd rather them have played Michigan State or Ohio State just for the fact that like maybe you would have gotten a competitive game out yes. of it. If you would have told me Michigan won either way, then I'd be like, I'd much rather have this game yes. than, right. than this 48-3 to blowout that we had. Yeah, right. So. And that's the thing. And you saw Iowa, mm-hmm. and they were like, this team does not belong here. Yeah. You can tell me right now, I could have said, okay, Ohio State's better than Iowa. Mm-hmm. Michigan State is better than Iowa. Both of these teams way more deserve to be here than a... Seven and six, eight and f- whatever the numbers mm-hmm. are. Yeah, it was right? like nine and three. Nine, Iowa team. yeah, right. Nine and three Iowa team that was quote unquote one of the top five, and then completely lost their ass the mm-hmm. last half of the season. So it's like, I'm sorry, but those games are not fun to me. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing when okay, if Northwestern wins the Big Ten at you know eight and three, mm-hmm. okay, great, and you're still not seeing any Big Ten representation because there's four teams in the SEC that are better than you. Yeah. So that that's where I'm at at the end of the day. So just because an upset can happen, I'd rather much play the odds of let's have the true best teams mm-hmm. play for these spots rather than that team that's taking that miracle run at six and five. And they remember that year we won the Big Ten title game at you know five hundred. Yeah. Woo, cool. Yeah. And then nothing came from it. And then we still played in the Outback Bowl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's stupid. It's dumb. But I'm interested to see. Do you think they're gonna do it? Um. The funny so so we talk about so like I, they probably need a percentage. I think the the East yeah would do it yeah like all of them like yeah. Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, mm-hmm. um, all of them even probably Ohio State. I think Ohio just State because would. I think if Ohio State does it, then they almost get locked in guaranteed <laughs> yeah, as one of the two exactly. teams. So they would do it. I think the West would go. Yeah, Wisconsin's like no. Wisconsin's like no. Iowa's like no. Minnesota's like no. Yeah. So I think I think it would be hard to sell on a lot of those teams because they're like they, Rutgers think, is like we don't care. Yeah, Rutgers are not ever gonna. But like I think it's hard to bank on, <laughs> bank on. Uh, yeah, we're, we, we we like our side is just so much easier right now. It is so much easier, and that's why I think like if this was maybe more balanced, where we had the option to yeah, see like, Ohio State versus Michigan in the title game. Like, like I'd said, be like, like hey. here's the thing. I think I think actually like like if. Um, if Michigan State and Penn State were on the other side yeah. of us, and you swapped them with like Illinois and 
in Minnesota or something. And then that was the last five years. I think Wisconsin would be like, I ah, might as well because yeah, like, right. like exactly. we're not going to win yes, this many times exactly. anyway. But because they they keep winning it at ten and two, they're like, I can I can yeah. go nine and three, ten and two, and win it. So I think selfishly they would be like, oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, ten, yeah, we're ten and two. We got killed by Ohio State and Michigan, but it's fine. You know, like yeah. it's just come on. Yeah, it's just not it's not right. But yeah. I think I think I think they should. But will they? It'll yeah. be hard to get a you know, like a vote on. We're, yeah, looking forward to seeing that. We'll check that out, obviously, if we get more news on that. But uh, let's shift focus now. Let's jump in the squared circle here. We got a lot of stuff to cover this week, wrestling wise. I want to start with um, WWE news first before we mm-hmm. go to double or nothing. So, WWE actually did it. We've been talking about it for a couple months. They actively had the unification match on SmackDown. It was in Grand Rapids, by the way, which I'm a little annoyed with. I was like, man, yeah, we could have went there. Yeah. Anyway, um, if I would have known the actual match happened, I was like, okay. Maybe I would have mm-hmm. maybe made the drive. But anyway, um, Usos are the new unified tag team champions holding both Raw and SmackDown tags. I thought the match was really well done. But more importantly, um, I was just shocked that we actually got a finish mm-hmm. of any sort. I was totally expecting Orton to have the win, and then Reigns comes out, spears Orton, and mm-hmm. then we don't actually get a neck, you know what I mean? Like a legitimate finish one way or the other. That's not the way they went with it. So I'm very shocked by that. So I got two questions for you. Number one, do you think we're only going to have one set of tag titles going forward? Or do you think they're going to want to split them up again? Mm-hmm. And then two, give me your thoughts on the unification itself. Good, bad, and different. Mm-hmm. Where are you at with it? Because I, I thought it, I thought they ended the night so, so well on Friday night. Uh, I think they will eventually split them back up. Yeah. Only because Fox wants their own set of wrestlers on Fox. Yeah. And so, so does USA. And so, so does USA. USA. Yeah. So I don't think that they want to have... Yeah. Roman and the, the Usos, Usos flipping yeah. back and forth between shows because I think they both selfishly are like, we want. Well, the funny thing is, is like USA is like they would USA will never budge on it because yeah. the bloodline is like the one good thing going for WWE. Yeah. And if they had their way, like Fox is getting mm-hmm. the bloodline, and it's like, oh, right, right. Yeah, so the so best anything, tag team and the number one wrestler in the yeah, world. Yeah, so right like now. if <laughs> if if uh, if the USA would probably be like, I'm okay with them being together yeah. if we can get them on Raw a little bit. Yeah, and then. Fox like no, we want them exclusively on our show, and we're so, paying a lot. More we're money paying a lot more money for you, so <laughs> so let's have that happen. So I think that they'll eventually get split because of that reason. Yeah. Um. But the idea of the unification, actually, I love the idea of the unification because, like in AEW, just having one set of tag titles and like seven teams just mm-hmm. kind of running around for it makes it so much better than having two teams having titles mm-hmm. and like three teams each battling for those titles yep. because then you get some fresh matchups. Yeah. Um, you get more entertaining bits and stuff. And, and for I think it, it allows and... for some variety, yeah. right? It's like, okay, now instead of seeing the Usos versus the New Day for the 87th time, right? Yeah. Which is, I mean, in some capacity, there's nothing wrong with that. But at one point, yeah. you're like, all right, let's 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 change it up a little bit, right? You know, now we get to see Street Profits versus the Usos. Now we get to see, name, you know, whatever yeah. the team is. But it's just yeah. Gable notice and all Right, those exactly. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, I thought the match was really well done. Mm-hmm. I know I saw someone complain that Roman interfered. I go, guys, they're bad guys. That's that's what's going to happen. It yep. keeps Orton and Riddle strong mm-hmm. by de facto doing that. So I had no problem with that. I thought they ended. I thought they did some great camera work. I don't. Did you watch SmackDown? Mm-hmm. Did you not? Okay. So at the end of this, right when the Usos win it, you see you. They did such a great job. For as much as Kevin Dunn is annoying with all of his instant cuts every five seconds, such a good job. They just found these kids that were just devastated like just tears like oh there's a kid crying there's somebody like oh my gosh, i can't believe they just have it everybody was so behind orton and riddle there they were just like son of a bitch mm-hmm. that they want 
I thought it was so well done. Um, really putting this bloodline faction to a whole nother level. I'm very intrigued to see where they're going to go with it. I'm extremely excited to see what they're going to do on Raw, what they're going to do on SmackDown. It makes the tag titles feel important again, which has not been a thing for a very long time. I loved the whole thing. I thought SmackDown was really good start to finish this past week. So Mm -hmm. hats off to them. Real quick before we get to Double or Nothing, though, I want to ask you, did you watch Dynamite this week? I watched, like, parts of it. Okay. I watched two of the matches, and yeah. I watched, like, the whipping thing. So, so, I, I, so I watched, so I tuned in, and I'll be tuning in this week, too, because I thought the card advertised was really good. I was like, okay, we got a lot of good stuff the going. The Double Nothing card? No, no, no. The, oh, the, the, the Dynamite card. The Dynamite card that was released, right? Like, they promoted, right? I was like, okay. It was really good. You know, Joker match with Samoa Joe gets, you know, John Morrison makes his debut. That's cool, right? I was like, okay, I'm here for that. Cole versus Hardy. It's going to be the main event. Totally cool. We had some stuff. And I made a comment yeah, on Twitter about it, tough. and and I, I was really frustrated when I left that show mm-hmm. because WWE's done this, and I've made the same complaint here. So I don't want to. It's it's not a favoritism thing. It's so you go and we have this weird segment with the Blackpool Combat Club and the Jericho Appreciation Society. I'm already over this feud, by the way. Mm-hmm. I want Moxley and Brian to be doing anything else at this point. Killing the best thing for me on the show, but anyway. Mm-hmm. So that lingers for way too long. Yes. And you're just like, this is confusing and stupid. And the sophomoric prank, I don't get it. And then we go, we have a really, I mean, we have some solid action on the show. Joe and Marantra was good. I thought uh, O'Reilly and Phoenix was awesome. really good. Awesome. I was like, man, we're really kill-. I thought Britt Baker and that I thought was meh, but okay, Britt wins, right? Yeah. Statlander and Velvet I thought was solid. Like, I thought we had pieces of shows where I was like, okay, this is, we got some good stuff. But explain to me. How anybody in their right mind goes, okay, we're going to advertise Cole versus Jeff Hardy. Never seen it before, Mm -hmm. right? Another quote-unquote dream match. Everybody in the world knows Cole's winning this match. No one signed up for Jeff Hardy to win this, right? Totally understand that. 1,000%. But to give me a 10 to 12-minute segment where I've got Serena Deeb just talking Mm -hmm. in incoherent sentences at Tony Schiavone and then at Dustin Rhodes for some stupid reason to then have her and Thunder Rosa have this weird pull apart where Serena Deeb steals the belt. Mm-hmm. One of the worst segments I've seen in a very long time. And I don't understand why you could not have done that on Rampage. I mean, you have an hour show. I understand you're trying to put some heat behind this world title match that everybody knows that Serena Deeb has no shot of winning. So I understand having yeah. to dedicate some time to it. Yes. But when you are telling me that the Owen Hart tournament means something, and we've got stars, legitimate six-figure star, probably seven-figure stars, Joe, Cole, Darby, these kind of guys you're paying a lot of money to to be in this tournament. Mm-hmm. And the semifinals <laughs> of this match, or of this tournament, yeah. go six minutes. Cole didn't break a sweat. No, he did not. Out there. If his hair wasn't wet already going out to the ring, <laughs> you would have never known he wrestled a match. Yep. Explain to me what the hell happened. Because I, I left and I was like, what the hell was that? I literally go in and I go, they have 10 minutes. And then they make the comment, we're going to stay with this match as long as possible. I go, no, you're not. Well, go, well you're you gonna, are, yeah, but you're, you're going to stay with Yeah, because we're going to get six minutes. Yeah. I was 
so disappointed. Yeah. Well, I did, so that. I thought, like, especially after Dax and him had yeah. a great match, and Darby and Jeff, I thought yeah. was fine, but it was like, what the? Listen, I I still think AEW like the oh. one. I think the one that I have like two complaints with AEW. Yeah. And one has always been time management. Oh they my just, god, they just have terrible! Time I just feel like they're like, well, we got to get everything going. No, sometimes you got to cut stuff. Yeah, cut that segment. Yeah, put it on YouTube. Yeah, I, you have three shows on YouTube. for Exactly a right, like or, like make a promo thing, yeah. right? Like something else. You didn't need that. Yeah, no, I, I that's always my big yeah. gripe with them is like their match. Yeah, people go over all the time, and I feel like, you know what? What I feel like it is is I feel like Tony Khan. Doesn't like, know how to tell him, hey, you got seven minutes. Yes. It's seven minutes from start from entrance to finish. You have seven minutes. I feel like minutes. He's, he's a very like Vince is very like everything is two eight T. If yeah. you say even one word wrong, you're getting fired. Like they, it's or, like Yeah, or if they go over, they cut stuff. They yeah. cut matches from WrestleMania. Yeah. To make sure they have enough time for, for the all, stuff that yeah. needs to pay off. Yeah. But like I feel like Tony Khan's like, yes. oh, it's fine. If you want to go five minutes over, we'll we'll work around that. <laughs> and oh. it's just like, no, like, I think Tony Khan just needs to go. You're going seven minutes. If you go over seven minutes, right. like we got a problem. We have a problem. And we might not finish your program out. Like yeah. you gotta like set some guidelines because that is like the one critique I always have yeah. with AEW is just like, their timing is just so weird. Like I told like mm-hmm. the MGF segment went like fifty five minutes, Didn't but it was like the greatest segment yeah. ever. Yep. But like yep. it, it went way too long. It mm-hmm. needed to go like twelve yep. for what it was. Yep. But I I do think some of the segments just go way too over, and I think it's because they have way too much open mic. Yes. Like, I think they do need to, like, confine. Like, I get, like, MGF, you can say whatever you want, but mm-hmm. also say it in, like, seven minutes instead yeah. of saying it in 35 minutes. Like, and here's the thing, too. And I think part of the reason why they have this issue a little bit, they don't have enough talkers yet. Yeah. Good, concise talkers. Yeah. Right? Like, again, you did another promo with Punk and, and Adam Page, which I thought, by the way, the guy that Adam Page fought, Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought that I think that dude's a star, yeah. and I don't know why anyone else isn't talking about him. Mm-hmm. I know he's I know he's big in DDT, but that dude's got yeah. money written all over. Him. But I digress. But then you have this this little back and forth here, right, where Punk's doing his thing like that, and it's just like you're not serving Paige anything mm-hmm. by having him in a verbal duel with Punk. Yeah. You're making him look like he doesn't belong, and yeah. it's just like what is happening here. But like, look, I'm gonna go down this list for next week's show, right? This upcoming Wednesday. FDR versus Rapongi Vice for the Ring of Honor Tag Titles. Tony Storm and Britt Baker in the semifinals. Samoa Joe and Kyle O'Reilly in the semifinals. Sean Spears and Wardlow in a steel cage. Meh. And then Jungle Boy, Swerve Strickland, Ricky Starks in a triple threat. And then also Hangman and Punko face-to-face. That's a loaded card. Yeah. That is a loaded yeah, card. If in Detroit that happened, I'd That'd be, be very excited. I would be thrilled. But at the same time, how much do you want to bet that uh, Sean Spears and Wardlow is going to go way too long? Because the steel yeah, cage match. Won't. You know what I mean? And that's the thing where I go, the matches that should get your time are FTR and Rapongi Vice because there's a title on the line, Joe and O'Reilly because it's a semifinal to get to the finals, mm-hmm. and then Britt Baker and DMD. Mm-hmm. And then to end the show, you end Punk and Page. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I understand wanting to jam pack every single show with as much, like, oh my gosh, banger, 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 banger. But at the same time, I feel like you have to let the audience breathe a little bit at times mm-hmm. save your seven loaded ass shows for double or nothing and we're gonna go over that in a second i just feel like at times on dynamite we're getting to the point where like we've got so much stuff and i can't sacrifice anything and i can't cut it because then it's not a wall-to-wall mm-hmm. everybody's got a favor that i saw in every single segment yeah. you know what i mean so mm-hmm. i don't know it's just 
Well, I Ugh. think I think they're like hurting from not having the twelve pay per view system. Yes, I so, agree a thousand percent because cause you it, can't pay anything yeah, off. Yeah, because you can't pay anything off because you don't have enough TV time to pay exactly. stuff off. On, and so. you don't have enough TV time to get everybody on TV, so you see the same fourteen guys every single week yeah. because they're in a big program that you're building to for your pay per view. That's in like six exactly. months. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So they're gonna go to twelve. I oh think no! Once as H- soon as they get to a streaming service, once they get to like HBO Max, they'll go to twelve. Exactly, because fine. then people don't have to pay thirty bucks a uh, uh, pay per view for this. Yeah. Right. All right, let's get to double or nothing because for all the critiques I have, I thought the show still at the end of the day was a good show, and I'm yeah. looking forward to this Wednesday. And I think this show is gonna be awesome. See, okay, so here's the funny thing. Yeah. Was I looked at this show. Yeah. I don't think it's gonna be as good as some other ones. No. But I've got some heavy intrigue in certain contexts. So the crazy part I looked at this show was I was yeah. like, I think this is lesser than what Full Gear and Revolution did. Yes. But I think this show, this Dober Nothing show, shows the depth that they have on this roster. Yeah. That they can just throw matches together yes. and you go, sure. But yeah, here, and my only issue with this card a little bit and to your point, they do have depth, right? Yeah. But at the same time, you've got three months to build a show. Yeah. I'll bring. I'm going to bring that point back up in a minute because I think there's a couple matches on here where I go, you didn't build to this. Yeah. You just kind of put it out here on a show because yeah. I think it's going to be a good match. Yeah, like this show reminds me a lot of like like a uh, like a Hell in a Cell for WWE. Yes. Where like you have like your two headline match shows. Yes. And you have like your three like. These are going to be pretty good, yeah. but you didn't really build to it. Right. But like, you can just throw. Yeah. I'll, I'll just throw the first. Like, you you could throw the Hardys and the Young Bucks yes. on here, and I go, I'll watch it. That's yeah, cool. For sure. But yeah. like, you didn't build to it. You You're didn't really getting do a much. buy on the name value of yeah. it's the Hardys versus the Bucks rather than giving me story, story. or stakes. Yeah, that's the but, thing that uh, but, I was. But, but I can live with that because it's Hardy yes. versus Young Bucks. Correct. And then the rest of it is there's just nine other matches that aren't supposed to be there yeah and that's what wwe does is you just mm-hmm. put like 12 matches on there and it's like i don't care about this match this message but like some of the the top heavy stuff is really good and I for think. as much see here's the thing too like even for the times we crit- we criticize and we make fun of like madcap moss versus baron corbin mm-hmm. right we know that match is going to be terrible yeah. right however you know what they do have behind it they do have a story there, yeah. there's a reason why this match yeah. is happening at a pay-per-view and i think that when it comes to the fact that you do only have four pay-per-views a year I don't at some point if I'm paying $45, $50 for pay-per-view, sorry, but at some point just putting Hardy's Young Bucks out there without a real arc to it, you only can get by with that for so long. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that I think they need to be aware of, especially because you only have four years. Everything has to mean something mm-hmm. because these are the times where you pay off stakes. If you're not paying off stakes at pay-per-views, what the hell are we doing? Yeah. So let, let's go through the card by card or match by match here and give some predictions. All right, so we got. I realized this is on Memorial Day too, and I was really happy because I was bummed out. It was on a Sunday, and I was like, "Oh man, that's gonna suck Monday morning." But it's my Memorial Day this week. Oh, I know, right? Right? Light bulb. Right? <laughs> you know, that's that is why it's on a Sunday. Yeah, because I, I was like, "Man, they're putting this on a Sunday. I'm even gonna be exhausted on Monday morning." And they go, "No, I'm not. It's Memorial Day." Oh, what? <laughs> oh, maybe we can go to Imagine then. Ooh, yeah, we'll talk about that off air. Because <laughs> I was like, it was making a, plans for the yeah, weekend. It was, it was on a Sunday, and I was like, God damn, I, I know, have to right? watch it at home. Okay, maybe do some anyway. investigative work on that one. All right, so we open with uh, this won't open, but we're yeah. gonna say it opens. Yeah, the yeah. ten man tag match, the anarchy in the arena match. Yeah, because this is the double or nothing thing now. It's just have a big ten man match. Um, so we're gonna have the Jericho Appreciation Society with the Jericho Appreciation Society members versus because I don't want to read them all yeah. versus the Black 
the the Blackpool Combat Club, Brian yeah. and Moxley, Eddie Kingston, Ortana and Ortiz and Satana. I mixed their <laughs> names together. <laughs> They're Ortana now. Ortana, that's that's, a, that's her that's her tag name now. I love it. I love it. That's um, great. Those ten people are going to be in a match. Oh my god! Um, I think easily the Blackpool, Eddie Kingston, mm-hmm. Santana, Ortiz team is just going to doggy walk them probably. Yeah, but I, sure. I was assuming this was just going to go to blood and guts. I thought that's where they were going to go to war games with it because yeah. Regal's there now and everything. I whatever. As long as this gets over with and then we can f- start seeing Brian and yeah. Moxley fight against. Real I, people. I was going to say at worst case, if this just main events the show, I can just get up and leave. If this main events the show. Then Adam Page's entire run as world champion is a complete waste of time. I'm gonna put that out there right now. I'm sorry, but nah, it has been. I was gonna say it won't it won't main event the it show, but like event. I would I would prefer it to main event so I just can like, yeah turn we can it leave off early right. because yeah. like uh, Double Nothing cool. 2020 the like yes. their their thing main evented and I was like all right we could just like dip out now. Yeah. Uh, we have a this match is gonna be awesome, but I didn't even know it was gonna be a match. The six man tag between the Death Triangle and the House of Black. Yeah. It's just going to be yeah. a wild banger yes. that but I didn't know I wanted. that's had some story, right? And that's why yeah. I'm intrigued by it. And I think the trio's titles are coming sooner rather than later. So I, I, I get that, right? Yeah. Like, I think this is, once again, three on three. Give me a solid match with some good story. Yeah. I think this is. I think this match deserves more time. It's not going to get more time, but I think I would rather have more time on that than I would this five on five. Oh, stupidness. Oh, percent. I'd rather this match get like fifteen. Just minutes. so we're playing out there, you got Brian and Moxley and Jericho in this weird ten man tag. Ten match. man tag crap. This is crazy. Stupid. Um, we got like we said before, we got the three guys making over. Oh, okay, dollars. yeah. What team's gonna win? We we just said names. We, we oh, I got black. One. Oh, for the 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 six man tag. Yeah, six. Oh, tag. I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go House of Black. Okay, I will too. Yeah. So I think that I think Death Triangle everyone's just kind of coming together. Yeah. Recently, yeah, so yeah, yeah. plus are the good guys doesn't help. True. Doesn't help them on that one, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, we got the Hardys taking on the Young Bucks. Yeah, this match is going to be awesome. Maybe. I think. I think. I hope champ, so. I think it's going to be a lot slower than people expect yeah. because Matt and Jeff, Jeff are slow. forty. They're almost fifty. You yeah. Know what I mean, like that's not something to think about. Yeah. But I think it they is. did have a banger at, like Ring of Honor back in twenty seventeen. But that was also a ladder match. Also, uh, here's the thing. First off, I got the Bucks winning this match. Number yes. one. Number two. Can we tell Tony that that Jeff Hardy does not need to fall off a ladder every other week? Like, come on, dude. This dude is 45, 46, Listen, 47 years old. He came out and said that's what he wanted to do. I so get I was it, like, but like, God bless it, dude. Like, come on, man. Like, this dude could be one of the biggest baby faces you have mm-hmm. on your roster. Screw Matt, by the way. Get him out of here. Don't care. Could care less. I'm riding Jeff's coattails for years. <laughs> But like you're fine in your mid card crap, but like just the main eventer, like yeah. you don't need that. Same thing with Darby, quite frankly. I get it; he's a freak, but we don't need to have Darby die yeah, every Darby single did, week. Yeah, Darby does. And die. also, real quick, I don't need to see Sting every Dynamite. I have seen him consistently every week for like the last three months yeah. for five seconds. Oh, here comes Darby and Sting. A chop, a chop, a chop. <laughs> Stinger splash. And then we're out of here. Does it, Why? It doesn't help that Sting's Tony Khan's like favorite wrestler of all time. I so. know, but like, I'm like, dude, like I don't need to see him every, like, okay, he makes an appearance once in a while. Yeah. Cool. Everyone, like every six months we get him in a, t- in a tag yeah. where he does something cool, all for it. But I don't need to see him every single week beating up on Adam Cole and the Bucks. Sorry. No offense to the 70-year-old Sting. I love you to death. You were one of my favorites, but good God. 
<laughs> so we got the oh, the God. Owen Hart women's side, which both semifinals are going to be happening this week. So yes, we don't, we really, don't know. really know. But I was I, I'm going to take the shot in the dark. That's probably going to be Ruby Soho and Tony Storm. Yeah, I got Tony winning this whole thing. But I have, yeah, I also yeah. have Tony winning the yep. whole thing. But yep. I, that's who I predict will be. That's why I kind of wish they would have flipped this card a little bit, the tournament bracket where we get Britt and Tony at the pay per view. Yeah. Because I think that's a bigger match than Ruby versus Tony. Like, okay, yeah. Tony beats Ruby. Uh, Britt beats Chris Statlander, right? Because those are pretty obvious picks, right? And then we get, like, a really good bank of a match where Britt kind of, like, elevates, you know, Tony into that level where I think Tony can then easily transition to be challenging for the title. Yeah. Um, I, have, I have something really fun to share okay. at a okay. later match. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I just remembered. Yeah. It, it just, like, sparked me. Okay. <laughs> Owen Hart uh, men's tournament. Right. So we got Adam Cole guaranteed in there. Yep. We don't know. So... I've got Joe winning this match. I have Joe winning also. And my my theory behind it is Joe wins against Kyle O'Reilly, so you don't have to have Adam Cole, Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly, which I yeah. think would be awesome. I do way. think it would. But be. I don't think you need that right now because no. they're, well, they're, they're, the they're in the team right yeah. now. And I think that Cole prob- Cole's going to win the Cole's whole thing win. because— Joe's beat to hell. Yeah, Joe's going to be beat to hell, one. And two, I think Lethal will probably have something to do with the match. And I think when Cole wins, you can branch off— Two back-to-back matches between Joe and Cole and Joe and Lethal for the TV title. Yeah, and I don't. Well, here's those the, could be your yeah. next two Ring of Honor well, show things. I'm going to disagree with you slightly. So I, I do think Cole wins. I, I think the way they did it, I thought they did it perfectly, where Joe wins and then they come and attack him. Right, they mm-hmm. hit his arm. Now you know for a fact O'Reilly's going to work the arm that whole match, right? And then they're going to catch Joe. Right, Joe's going to catch him in something. Beats him, but he's beaten down. Maybe mm-hmm. Lethal and Sanjay come out a second time, right? Yeah. Beat him down again for the pay-per-view. He's not 100%. So you can justify Joe losing to Cole, yeah. right? Which I can't believe we have to say that, but whatever. And then from that, though, I don't think Joe and Cole feud. I think it's a complete segue. I think Cole, because I think there's going to be belts involved now where they apparently the winners are going to get belts. That's a potential rumor I heard for winning the Owen. Okay, sure. but I think you can segue then Cole running around with that thing, right? Being like, "See, I'm the Owen winner, right?" And then we're yeah, spinning off into so. six bands or whatever the hell they want to do. Kenny comes back, but then I think it's a hard cut where I don't think Cole and Joe touch anymore. As I'm knocking over my microphone, I think Joe goes hard into Lethal and Sanjay. Okay. I think you can see him and Sanjay and him and Lethal. Yeah, but I don't see them. I just, with I just Cole. think because the idea of like you, right. you pin the champions. Well, I think match, I think so. you're right that Lethal interferes, so that's why I don't think that he blames Cole and gets involved with Cole's crap. Yeah, I think it's more you screwed me out of here. Yeah. You want the television title? It's going to yeah. be Lethal. I just wouldn't be shot to get a match yeah. between Cole and Joe, yeah. where Joe gets his win back, and yeah. then see. Yeah. I don't see. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I don't think he needs his win. But back. I think I think that's a like right. a Ring of Honor show yeah. type deal, not an AW show type deal. By but, the way, you see the new Ring of Honor logo that's potentially rumored out there. Ugly as sin, ladies yep. and gentlemen. And then the last non-title match, but we saved this one for last because I think this one has been built more than half the title matches on this show, is MJF and Warlow, which I think they've done a great job building this yeah. match up. Uh, to actually give... Because like Warlow, I think, at Revolution, mm-hmm. didn't really care what Warlow was doing. Yeah. I think they finally have been like, okay, I actually like give a crap about what Warlow's doing. The problem I have with Warlow... That I don't have with MJF is MJF. I see a clear like, this is what you're gonna do after Wardlow. Yeah. Win or lose, you're going this way to a, probably the world title or some kind of title. You're gonna be doing something different. Wardlow, I go after this like, yeah. 
what are you what are we doing now? Because yeah. you're just a face, you're just a big face guy. Those never work out. So like I feel like this is like one Wardlow to shine match. And I've got it. I've got a, here's I, the only thing I have an issue with this feud. MJF's feuds are, are the exact same every single time. Yeah. What what makes MJF special? Where I have to jump through eighty five hoops to fight him. I think the oh, like because yeah yeah we've got because um, we've th- done it now with Jericho. Right? I so I think the only thing I can say to that yeah. is I think MJF does something enough to where the other person wants to fight him so bad. I get that. And so like like so theor- so they did it with Cody, yep. but Cody cost him his chance to ever win the world title. So he's like, if you want to fight me, you're gonna go through all these hoops to get to me eventually. Yeah, yeah. Jericho, I didn't really understand because Jericho, I don't know why he would want to fight MJF that bad. Yeah. Kayfabe wise. Right. Um CM Punk was um CM Punk, uh, he beat him in Chicago yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, I want like, I want to face you because I want to finally just shut you up kind of thing. Yeah. And then Wardlow because he like, Wardlow's kind of the same thing as Jericho yeah. a little bit. But like, I, I think they try the idea of... If anything, of, MJF should want to face Wardlow because MJ, or Wardlow cost MJF, MJF the match. Yeah, yeah. but he's a, this huge guy and obviously you don't want to fight this huge guy. But um, I think that's how they try to run that is MJF does something really screwy to you yeah. and then... You um, take that and run with it, yeah. kind of thing. Where I, like, Ed, like Warlow's like, I just want to fight you so bad, but it's like you're gonna have to go yeah. through all these hoops if you want to really get to me. Yeah, um, but I, I'm over yeah. the storyline. Yeah. Like, they've done it four times now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, He's but, had four but, big I, matches, and it's been the same. So what? But, but I do yeah. understand. Like, yes. Oh yeah, I, I, that's yeah. The point so I that's the thing where I'm like, mm, okay, we keep doing the same thing over and over again. And it's one thing if you had the title, then I go, okay, well, I, I want to face MJ because I want the championship, right? And yeah. we kind of have that. I also think. Back to our original point, a little bit of why they have to do that is because they have to have a reason for MGF and Wardlow to be on TV every week. Because they don't have a twelve months pay per view where we could have. This is a this is a perfect feud that could have been blown off in two months. Yeah, this easily could have been. Okay, we had a pay-per-view. MJF steals one because Sean Spears interferes. Second one, Wardlow gets his win back. I, and we're rolling. I think that's exactly. I think they you know had I mean? trouble going. How are we going to yeah. get this match? This feud. Yes two three months from now yes. or two months from now or whatever mm-hmm. and this is the way they think of is having them yeah. run through hoops right exactly I, so I think I, yeah you know I, I mean? like, like, you, like you said like if you had a 12 pay-per-view system right after revolution if you had blood and guts the pay-per-view in march this match happens then exactly. it's over and it's yep. done and he yep. runs with Agreed. it but yeah um, they have to this will be fine but i think this match would be i think this match would be short i can't imagine this match being very long because yeah. i don't think there's a lot you can like but i don't know who wins like I, because like I, I mean Wardlow probably wins. Yeah, but, like, but then like okay, so the MGF has lost now back to back, has lost really every important match, for the most part that he's had in yeah. the last like several months. Yeah, I think the so yeah so because he, he lost... doesn't wrestle. That's the other thing. Yeah. So every time he wrestles, it's His... like, well, is he gonna win? Okay, he lost to Punk. Didn't yeah. he lose to? Did he lose to Jericho. Or he beat Jericho the second time, the last time. Uh, he. He lost Jericho like the last time, yeah. but he beat him like the like he the thing with did he beat the, Darby or he lose to Darby? He beat Darby. He beat Darby. Okay. But the thing with MJF is he wins, so like he beat Punk in Chicago, right? And then he loses at the pay per view. So like right, right. he his win loss record against his opponents are usually yeah. like two or three to one. Yeah. But the one is always the big blow off right. one exactly. at the pay per view. So yeah, I don't know. I'm I get I, I don't know. I I don't know. It's one of those things where like is he gonna cheat to win? If he cheats to win, there's really no point because that means they're gonna keep it going. I don't know. I don't think uh, they should keep this going unless they wanna end it at like I guess we'll say MJF some Fourth of the, July just because he's the show. bigger store, bigger star. Yeah. So I, I I'm gonna go Warlow because he'll probably go the face wins. That's fine. And then but I don't know where you go. You from could there. easily make the argument for both. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Next. Um. So starting with our 
Let me double check. Ch- championship matches now. Where's your TNT title at? Uh, not on this show, let me tell you. It's a world title, though, Mike. It's a world title. It's just like the inter- it's just, just like the Intercontinental Championship is supposed to mean something. Yeah. No, it don't. No, it doesn't. No, it don't. Hard pass on that one, uh, but let's continue. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I do like the TNT title in terms of like they try to move it around and defend it every week. Yeah, no, I get that. Like, sure. I like Scorpio yeah. Sky and Sammy Guevara. Now this feud's gone on for way too long, but at least they're like on TV and they yeah, like they fought like thirty five times. Second version of the TNT Championship. Already, yeah, because yeah. they smashed it on television. Yeah, um, <sighs> but you do have a TBS title match between oh, Jay Cargill and Anna J, so that'll be fun. Where's I haven't seen Anna J on Dynamite. Have you? Okay, then didn't even Once. know. I'm not gonna lie, didn't even know. I saw this card when I pulled this up, and then it's just there. Why? Why do we have it? Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Um, Come on. So that match oh. is gonna be on here, um, and For obviously sure. Jay Cargill beats her in three minutes. Her. Yeah. All right, so we have Heather. You know when she should be defending the title on TBS? Yeah, <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. Like, come that, on. I mean, okay, I was gonna say that's the one oh fair thing God. about the TNT is you have the TNT yeah, title, the and they de- and they defend it like every other week on TNT. So. I would understand it even more if they had a single title. If the TNT title was the television equivalent, mm-hmm. right? Their television title, and then they had a mid title, mid tier. Yeah. I would not be saying a damn thing about the TNT title not being on pay per view yeah. because it makes sense. Then this is the TNT television championship, and we've got the. Intercontinental, United States, middleweight, what the hell they want to yeah. call it, right? Their second championship yeah. as the as the other mid upper mid card championship mm-hmm. rather than that. So yeah. 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 I really don't think they would have enough TV time to have that. <laughs> I know, I know. That's, no, that's I agree with you either. So there's too many championships could... already. They're gonna yeah. bring trios titles, and apparently there's also something else already made, I think, that yeah. I've been hearing rumors on. So I don't know. But let's keep going. Um so we have so our main three championship matches here. Yeah. We have our AEW World Tag Team Three Way. Okay. Which are three teams that I did not think would be in this match. Yes. But I think this could still be a banger. I of think a match. this is going to be a great match. But this is the match that I point to right now, where I go, they just went. I guess this is going to be a title match. <laughs> that can't happen when you only have really two major championships on the men's side. Yeah. Right. Where because you don't have a TNT feud right now. And Jurassic Express has just been sitting here. They've gotten less TV time than they're the champions than they have when they weren't the champs. Yeah. So to now have Swerve and and Keith Lee, which I think is a perfect use of Keith Lee, because yeah. that way Swerve, I think he's a little more entertaining on the mic. I think it works actually. Yeah. And I like the 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 uh, team Taz thing. Once again, I think um, what's his nuts? Uh, who's the team? Who's the champion right now? Team Taz is champion. Oh, Ricky, Ricky Starks. Starks. I love Ricky Starks. Yeah. I think he's a future world champion. I really do. Um, but there is no build to mm-hmm. this match. No. At all. None. For the tag titles. The TNT title, or I mean the the FTW title, I think you've got more of a reason to put that on the line because they screwed each other over than you do the tag titles. Yeah. So that is this is the one match where I go, you're just putting this on here because it's a title match, and it potentially could be a really, really good match. Yeah, that's the crazy part is... It's just, just gonna. It's just like a revolution yeah. where you had the Young Bucks versus yeah, you Red Dragons, you and go, you just go. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it's on here, but it's gonna be a banger of a yeah. match. That's what but this at least match we had be. matches to get there. We had the battle royals. We yeah. had some inner conflict, right? Where we okay. I understand that the story for the titles is just oh, I want to be the champions. But you had inner conflict between the Bucks and Red Dragon yeah. and all these teams. This one you've got singles conflict between Swerve Starks and um, Jungle Boy. 
But Luchasaurus has got nothing to do with this. Keith Lee's got nothing to do with this. And neither does um, Powerhouse Hobbs. Mm-hmm. So you just got your like, oh, I guess I'll bring my partner along with me. Oh, we're yeah. the tag champs. I totally forgot we're the tag champs. Yeah. So, um, Luchasaurus, Dresch- I think they retain, by the yeah, way. Yeah, they retain. I think yeah. I think the next team to beat them is going to be the Blackpool Combat Club. I please, think that's, please, I think that's the team that probably please, beat them. Please, please, but, please. But yes. that, I don't know when that match. Only because that can happen at all. Tomorrow. Hours. I want it tomorrow. I want it literally tomorrow. <laughs> okay. I would be over the moon. Yeah. Um, you tell me tomorrow they're advertising BCC versus uh, Lucha Express, or whatever the hell they're called, Jurassic Express, yeah. for the titles. No build, and they win. I go, done. Sold. Yeah, I would be cool. too. Um, Not going to hear me, bitch. AEW Women's World title. I'm going to tear apart this Hell in the Cell card this week. <laughs> this oh, it's, yeah. Hell in the Cell is going to be rough. <laughs> uh, we got Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb. Obviously, Thunder Rosa is yeah. win. It's Hard pass good. on this yeah. one, too. Yeah. This, from a build perspective, for their titles, outside of the world title, yeah. no builds. Yeah, not really, no. All, no. This is a very heavy story. Like, I feel like you've got um, Wardlow and MJF and the world title. Mm-hmm. Those are like your two big pillars like, that you're building on and yeah. everything else. And then, is yeah, you got, like, yeah, you got some stuff with like the Hardys and Albuquerque. Like, we've history. got some stakes with like the tournament finals and stuff yeah. like that, which I, I think kind of helps this card a little bit. Yeah. But man, from a long term, like I'm hoping that the main event makes up for the lack of direction we're seeing from the undercard yeah. to make me go leaving the show and go, oh, what's gonna happen? Yeah. Like you know what I mean? But we'll get there. And then this match, Adam Page versus CM Punk World Title match. This match is gonna be wild. I have no idea who's gonna win. I have no idea. I have a long arching theory. I know for a fact you're not gonna like. Okay. I know we've been doing this show so long, folks. He can just look at me and he goes, "So like I was talking to <laughs> my friend yesterday." Yeah, Big Josh. Big Josh, that boy. He really helps me out with these. He's, come, he's coming to Dynamite with us in a yeah, couple he's weeks. He's coming to Dynamite. We're so, going to GCW, by the way, on the thirtieth. I maybe, maybe not one hundred percent. It's on a Thursday. It doesn't help I me out. I know it says, but we. I mean, what are we gonna do? We gonna miss it? We haven't missed one yet. <laughs> come on. All right. Anyway, so I think Punk's gonna win. Here's why yeah, I think I'm Punk's fine with that. So far. No, no, no. Okay. Okay. But this is where oh boy. you're not going to like where this is going to go. Then so, MJF can't beat him for it. <laughs> <laughs> so Punk for the last like two months yeah. has been talking a lot of Bret Hart stuff. How yeah. much he just loves yeah. Bret Hart. He's been yeah. doing a whole them bunch of Bret Hart match. Yeah. Them and FTR. Yeah. So, <laughs> Who doesn't love Bret Hart? Now, now, I didn't know this, yeah. but apparently All Out isn't going to be taking place in Chicago. Finally. It's going to be taking place in Canada. Yeah, Brett's not going to show up on AEW. No, 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 no. Yeah. But what I think might happen okay. is you're going to get the rematch between MJF and Punk. Okay. And they're going to try the screw job, the screw job oh, over Punk boy. for MJF oh. in Canada, and everyone's going to lose their mind oh. because everyone loves oh. Punk. Yeah. And like when, because I didn't know, I thought all I was going to be in Chicago. I was like, all right, Chicago. Well, they have every I, other pay per view. Yeah, so they have every pay per view in Chicago. Bet. But because of the Forbidden Door show in Chicago, I think they were trying to look for somewhere else. And Josh was like, I heard it might be Canada. And I literally, my brain was just like, bro, they're really setting up this whole. Yeah. He loves Bret Hart. He yeah. does every match like Bret Hart. He's on split. <laughs> he's on like thirty previous like Bret Hart matches basically. Yeah. And I'm like, the last one is he's going to be world champion all summer. And he's gonna lose because he's gonna get screwed out of the title oh by MJF in that way in Canada. What like that's just gonna be like the over like it's gonna it's probably gonna happen. And I was like I don't know if you'll like 
I, I, it, it could thing, work. No, here's the thing. I but that's why I think Punk's going to win, because I think that's yeah. how it's going to happen. I don't mind the screw job finish like that. I think it's something that hasn't been touched in a while, so I think you could do it. Yeah. Right? And I here's the thing. Even if it happened, game. if All Out does happen in Chicago, yeah, I, I mean, think it could be even bigger, yeah. because, because if you're going to screw him out well, in his film city. Brett got screwed in Canada because he's from Canada, so yeah. I think it actually there's a lot of I just think it's like the story of like it happened, like... I think I think the only issue I have with it is the fact is how do you get then you spent six months doing Punk and MJF mm-hmm. so you're just gonna immediately wrap right back around to that that's the thing yeah. it's like I don't I, it's like one of those things where I go are, like I understand if they never touched before that it mm-hmm. would make a hell of a lot more yeah. sense but because they've already done this feud and if we have Punk winning it's like how do you get back to that because Punk won the blow off yeah and like I said I don't yeah. like. Obviously, I'm not. I'm not you yeah, may be spot there's, on. There's, I'm just trying to figure out a logical yeah. way outside of punk or outside of MJF to come out and be like, well, well, I don't, yeah. Like I said, I, mean? I don't think he's going to be like the. I think yeah. they're going to have some kind of like they might have their eliminator tournament thing. Is MJF that back? Uh, what is that coming back? I don't know. Oh. I'm just throwing stuff yeah. out. There. Like, there's ways to get where <laughs> yeah, MJF can, can get qualify yes. for or something, yes. or maybe Punk's like. I, I want to have this match, like a third right. match, because they are one and one, technically. Right. Like, Punk right. lost in Chicago, then yep. won at the pay per view. Yep. So they are one and one, so maybe there's like the third yep. MJF Punk three, and that's where it happens at All Out. I don't know. But I think CM Punk wins because I think he gets screwed out at All Out. To lose I am the title. confused either way who wins this match because I don't know where they go. Because if Adam now is kind of taking this weird half heelish thing he's got going on, he's got like yeah. an attitude problem all of a sudden. So if, if, if Paige wins. And do you book him with MGF, even though they're both kind of like heelish now? But they're like, okay, well, now, well, because MGF is super heel, maybe that'll kind of knock Paige back to like heavy yeah. baby face. But at the same time, it's like, okay, so how is he going to beat Punk? Is he going to cheat to beat Punk then? Mm-hmm. Or are we going to have him beat Punk clean? Mm-hmm. And then where does Punk go outside of just, you know, blah, 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 blah? But at the same time, if Punk wins, like, who the hell's the next heel ready to go outside of MGF? They don't have any heels. Mm-hmm. They have no heels ready to go. Yeah. You just buzzsawed through Adam Cole. Mm hmm. So you don't have that. Brian is doing the thing. Now he's kind yeah. of babyface again. Jericho's not sniffing the world title again. Mm-hmm. I don't know who they put with him anymore. You know what I mean? I mean, like I, said, I mean, they could find, they could throw in like Malachi Black in there, and they I could, mean, they yeah, could I mean, throw like, guys yeah, in right, there. Right. I but... mean, they could. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out like lo- logistically how do we build? Like maybe the Forbidden Door helps because then maybe you have well, a big match with that. So right? like I said, is I think they're probably the Forbidden Door probably helps because I think they set they have basically a buffer room from now right. to like three weeks from now whenever that Forbidden Door show happens. Um, yeah. Where Punk's gonna get his opponent for Forbindor? Yeah. It'll probably be either now. Depending, I don't like. Are they, I'm assuming they're gonna go New Japan versus AEW. I would. It's assume. kind of so. I would assume they it makes no has, sense to have New Japan guys face New Japan. Yeah, guys. at the show. Oh my god. So that'd be stupid. <laughs> so I would assume Punk's gonna challenge. Yeah. Possibly Jay White, who might be world champion at that time, because they're, oh, he's no. he's fighting Okada for the title yeah. in a month or so. Yeah. So they, he might be champion by that time, or it could be Okada. It mm-hmm. might be champion versus champion kind of thing. But at that point, you might already have that challenger kind of there yeah. for the Forbidden Door. So you have maybe a month buffer where you can start really trying to build someone up mm-hmm. to get to Punk. And that might just be MJF. And then it's a shorter time frame because you go from July 1st yeah. to the end of August where you get like a seven-week build for it. All right, so you got Punk winning? I have Punk winning because of my theory. All right. 
I have no idea, so I guess I'll say Adam Page just so we can be different. But I have no idea who's going to win this match. Rob, you know we have no stakes on this. Like, we just randomly pick names. I know. And we never come back to it. I know. So, like, we never go, oh, I wonder how right we were. We have no idea. I know. Uh, we're always right. It's literally oh, the title that's of the show. Showtime. Come on, Mike. Bad. You know that. Let's go. Let's be real. If we were booking the territory... My my they would, my, make, they would be making five ratings instead my, of 1.2s. We'd have fives in in my GM mode in WWE. Killing it. I I make so much money, but I have no fans. <laughs> Got no fans. Everyone's like, mm, I don't really want to see that. Yeah. Like I just pull in the big name legends. Yeah, I'm basically Vince McMahon when I book this. There you go. You got Brock and Hogan going at yeah, it. Yeah, they week. do That's every great. single week. Oh my god. And they get four and a half stars, but I get no fans somehow. I don't know how that happens. I'm tired of the nostalgia act. Yeah. Then you try to put on Kofi Kingston, people are like, no. Yeah. Absolutely. That, that yeah. just gets half a star, and I'm like, ah, oh, so you don't like Kofi Kingston? That's interesting. <laughs> All right, let's shift focus here a little bit. Uh, we're going to talk. I, I have a question for Mike. You know, we we always come back to, because it's the most important position in football, the quarterback spot. Um, and so, you know, I saw this topic going around on the interwebs, on all the big talk shows, all the ones that no one likes. Um, Except me. Yeah. Um, and I I came away with it, and I was actually it actually kind of spun some wheels for me. And, and the topic was... Five quarterbacks who are under the most pressure. Now, I'm going to change it up just a little bit. Um, I don't want the top five, and if that's the way you want to do it, that's fine, right? But I just want five quarterbacks that you are going to be paying close eye on this year that have to either A, make a massive step forward, or B, have to win a championship. And I'm going to, and I break it up into two categories because I think there's guys like Josh Allen. Who could be on your list? Where like, gotta win a Super Bowl. Bills go all in, sign Von Miller to a bunch of money, blah blah blah, right? But then there's also guys like say, um, Justin Herbert, who still a young guy. Maybe we just need to see him get into the playoffs, get a playoff win, mm-hmm. right? Those are two different bars that can be set up as a quote unquote successful season for them, right? Reason for this, right, is last year when Matthew Stafford got traded, talk of the town, clearly happened in Detroit. Everybody, myself, you, everybody was like, pressure's on for Stafford now. Mm-hmm. He's got a three-year window to get it done. Mm-hmm. He's got to win a Super Bowl. Just happened to do it first year. Thank God for me. Helped me solve a lot of arguments. <laughs> but he did it. Went to a team that was ready to win, put him over the top, played well, got, a, got the dub, got mm-hmm. the ring, okay? Now with all this movement that's going on in the quarterback market, Carson Wentz, he's somewhere else. Matt Ryan, he's somewhere else. Russell Wilson, he's somewhere else. Deshaun Watson, he's somewhere else. All this movement. And then also on top of that, big money wide receivers. Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, going other places. You've got a lot of movement going on now in the, in the league. And I don't think the pressure has ever been this high for so many guys. And you're only going to walk out with one winner. Mm-hmm. So Mike... Give me from five to one who's on your hot seat or guys that you were looking at. Our lists are going to be drastically different because I have a couple guys that are not going to win a championship this year. But I am watching because I do think that based on their play, they ha- there is roles to be played in their organization. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm paying attention. But I'll let you go first with number five. All right. My number five is Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Okay. I think, For sure. Absolutely. I think, I think Kyler Murray is on this list. So my list is all of people who – probably should be 
winning in, a Super Bowl, okay, or, trying to contend, or far playoff legitimate seeders. contenders on team. Okay, yeah, yeah, I don't have anybody that is yeah, like. I got a couple guys that aren't going to win Super Bowls, but are def- definitely I'm looking at for various reasons. Yeah, but well, Kyler Murray as always starts well, never finishes well, Gosh, and he had maybe the worst playoff game I've ever seen in my entire life. And I just really want to watch back those highlights against the Rams where he yeah. threw that pick six. Yeah, the, the throwaway pick six. Yeah, so Awful. I think he needs to have a bounce back year. Yep. And needs to at least win a playoff game so yeah. everyone in Arizona could be like, oh, maybe he is our guy. Because then I'll be like, is it really going to be your guy? Yeah. And yeah. he wants a lot of money. And he wants, he wants money. an extension already, right? Yep. Always made a couple of Pro Bowls. I get that. But Pro Bowls don't mean shit. Let's yeah. be clear. Um, everyone makes the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you're the third alternate in your Pro Bowler, yeah. right? So, um, but yeah, I think that's a, I think it's a great first step because I look at him and I go, you were the number one seed in the NFC. Then you lost that, didn't even win the division, and mm-hmm. then you got trounced mm-hmm. in the first round. You collapsed desperately, and now all this offseason drama. I think him and Cliff Kingsbury both yeah. need a divisional championship, like need to win that divisional game. Like if they make the NC title game, you go, okay, yeah, clearly we're on the right path. Yeah, but if they don't make the playoffs mm-hmm. this year, which I they, think Cliff Kingsbury will. gets fired, probably we just should. based on the NFC. Yeah. All right, my first guy is the local guy. I got Jared Goff. And the reason why I have him on my hot seat as a guy that I'm going to be paying attention to, A, he's a Lions quarterback, but B, the implications of what he is going, what he does this year has massive domino effects for this Lions team. He goes out and he throws 30 touchdowns this year. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to try and trade up to get a quarterback. Because if he throws 30 touchdowns, I'm guessing they're competing for the seventh or sixth spot in the playoffs mm-hmm. if, he, if he plays that well. So for me, I'm looking at it, I go, okay, if he plays like he did last year, they're definitely looking for an upgraded quarterback. If he plays like he did a couple years ago, then all of a sudden you go, Lions are maybe going to have to go and say, well, maybe he is the guy. Mm-hmm. And that's a scary proposition. So I think that him, for me, they've given him enough receiver. You got DJ Shark. You got Hawkinson back. Healthy O-line. Jamison Williams. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown. DeAndre Swift. You've got weapons. Legit weapons. You have to play well. Mm-hmm. There is no excuse on the outside. You have to play well. They have to be at least, they have to end the season with seven or eight wins. Mm-hmm. I think that's the mark for me. It's got to be there. You had to be playing with 500. You hopefully are playing meaningful games in December where you have an easy stretch before you end on the road against against the Packers. Hopefully that means something. So mm-hmm. that's where I've got, I've got, I've got golf on my list. We got for four. Four, I have Josh Allen. And the okay. reason only at four, huh? Yeah, and the reason I have Josh Allen at four is because I think three guys are higher than him in my criteria. Okay. And I think um he I he is my expected Super Bowl champion this year. Yeah. Absolutely. And so having that all just puts you in the top five in general. Yeah, yeah. Um but he like the reason why he's four and not like one is because I think like he basically beat Mahomes for fifty nine minutes and 47 seconds last year and then his defense and then he never saw the field again his defense up 14 points in like the span of like two minutes so uh there wasn't really much he could have done if he wins that coin toss yeah he might be in the super bowl last year against Mm -hmm. stafford so right um where he's taking that out there and then he might take that out there who knows we don't know (laughs) but he got but he would have probably have gotten there because i think i mean who knows what joe burrow does against him but i think they probably it was close i think it's close um, but oh, I think man. I think Josh Allen needs to take the leap. I don't. I think they are the best, second best roster in the AFC, probably from top to bottom. Um, so I think the only Chargers. Oh, okay. That Chargers roster is insane. Yeah. Um, 
but I think they're better than just about everyone there. So I think that they should be making the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and probably a strong contention to win the Super Bowl. I so agree. Josh Allen needs to. I think. Be that guy. I think Josh Allen. Now he has proven list. to be yeah. that guy, but he needs to. Continue uh, yeah, Josh that. Allen's not on my list because I do think he has shown the ability to win big playoff games. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think he has ever been a hindrance for his team. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's why I think the pressure's on him for him to win a championship because I think the team is ready. But I also think that I I am very much thinking that the Bills are basically AFC championship game is their is their floor right yeah. now. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. like and then next year if they don't make it to the Super Bowl this year, then Josh Allen immediately skyrockets up my list of yeah. you have to do it. Because mm-hmm. you there's no excuse now. Mm-hmm. Right? Um next guy I got on my list is Tua Tagovailoa or whatever. Tua Tagovailoa. There you go. Um reason for this is two reasons. Number one, you got Tyree Kill mm-hmm. and Jalen Waddle. You have the fastest wide receiving core in the National Football League, and it's not close. Only behind the Detroit Lions. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but no, they're fast, though, but not they're that fast. fast. But you had Tyreek Hill. He's a he's a difference maker, mm-hmm. straight up. He's a difference maker. And you have not shown the ability as a number three overall pick to really transform what Miami thought you could be. Now, mm-hmm. I was not on the Tua train when the Lions were potentially thinking about drafting him and all that good stuff. But nonetheless, he's there. He's their starter. You have a new head coach, all that good stuff. This is the year where Tua needs to take the step. They need to be a playoff team this year. Mm-hmm. They absolutely have to be a playoff team this year. I think they have enough weapons on offense. I think the defense is good enough. Um, I don't think that division outside of Buffalo is going to be very good. I think New England's going to take a massive step back because you got Matt Patricia calling offensive plays from what I'm hearing. So that's going to be a disaster. Um, I think that you need to make the playoffs. I know it's a crowded AFC, but you've now been in the league three years and you've got nothing to show for it. Mm-hmm. You're not even above average starter at the moment. Mm-hmm. So you've got weapons. You've got Mike Kosicki there. You've got Jalen Waddell. You've got Tyreek Hill. Your offensive line is you got Teron Armstead to block your blind side. You've got a lot for you. Mm-hmm. So I think that Tua – I think this is the year where you figure out is Tua going to be a guy or do they need to be drafted quarterback next mm-hmm. year. Interesting. Yep. Uh, I have number three. My I, next three are a little more sexy. But. Okay. My, my number three is Aaron Rodgers. Ooh, um, all right. I Interesting. Think, I just think he just needs to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Do you think that's that that do you think that's where he's at at this point? Where he can win another four MVPs, mm-hmm. but if he doesn't get to another Super Bowl, yeah, then what's it all for? Because that's kind of where I'm at. With yeah, it, that's, a little that's bit. Where like, I'm at, yeah. like great, your inter- touchdown interception ratio, ungodly. Mm-hmm. I get it, but if the Rams win another Super Bowl, mm-hmm. when Stafford has two, yeah, Eli's got two, right? Like Terry Bradshaw's got four, mm-hmm. right? Like, and you're over here just like do to do. Yeah. Peace and love, man. Yeah, yeah, I got immunized and mm-hmm. all this garbage and all this off the field shenanigans. I think it's overshadowing. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he's only got one, do you think that he has to just make it or do you think he's got to win another one? I think he should at least make it. Yeah. Um, wait, that, I mean, how well, much I, how much does that help his legacy to get back there? I think it helps a lot because yeah. I think I think like Russell Wilson's yeah. hit, hit like skyrocketed when he made the second one. Yeah. Like I right. think he like the first one because like the Green Bay one like in, back in 2010 like yeah. that team was pretty stacked yeah. and that's like Seattle in 2013 yeah. or whatever right, right. It was like they had the stacked team everyone was like Legion of Boom blah blah right. blah blah but then like once he makes the second one you're right. like okay now it's not just like a fluke like you yeah. like did it like Aaron Rodgers you beat the Bears with like a third string quarterback in the NFC Championship game to get like, there on his team. Yeah. yeah so like you didn't really like go through the gauntlet to like get yeah. there you were a six seed 
but you like you didn't really go through the gauntlet as people would say mm-hmm. to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, and then you haven't made it back since when you have any kind of adversity. So like you need to like pull through and shine. You need to play well in the playoffs. You need to just play well in the playoffs. Yeah. Dude, we're, and and this is gonna be a big year for him. Mm-hmm. I think he's still gonna put up good numbers. I think they're still gonna win yeah. the division, but it's a little bit different now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think clock's ticking. I think yeah. when you see guys like Brady still doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. And now you've got, you know, some of these other guys that are coming up, the Mahomes and the Josh Allen. So I don't know if he can, if they're going to be able to keep up with mm-hmm. some of these teams, you know, I just don't know anymore, yeah, you know? So I think, I think there is some pressure on there. I know that I'm sure he doesn't feel any of it because he's Mr. Cool, calm and collected. But I a hundred percent think that he is a guy that you need to, I think he needs to win. Mm-hmm. I getting back to there just makes you in my mind equal with Favre. Because Favre got to two, yeah, lost one, but he won one. You haven't even got to two yet, mm-hmm. so I think that's where he needs. I got Derek Carr as my next guy. Um, this division is stupid competitive, so that's going to t- be tough. But they signed into unit to an extension. Yeah, that's that's why I didn't have Carr on there yeah. because I think you're projected to be the worst. Yeah, so but, like if you're if you're third, you're like, all right, that was like a win. But, but here's the thing with Derek Carr though. We have seen good Derek Carr. We've seen bad Derek Carr. At one point, this Raiders team was 12-4, and four, mm-hmm. you know, before he broke his leg. Mm-hmm. So that was a good football team, yep. right? You now add the best wide receiver in football in Devontae Adams. I think you've got decent weapons already there with you. And I like Josh Jacobs. you got the, I Darren would say, Waller. Darren Waller is, what, top five, right, yeah, at easy. minimum. So you've got weapons there. Um, you're expected to win. You've got Josh McDaniels, right? Who's the new head coach there, offensive guy. Um, I think it's the time. They've invested the money to say that you are our guy. And I think that it, it's a little bit of kind of like a put up or shut up. I do think that they need to get to the playoffs. I think they need to win a playoff game. I think they need to be, and I think they need to lose close to a Kansas City or a Buffalo mm. to make you feel like they're on the right track. If yeah. they miss the playoffs completely, I think that's a massive, I think it's a yeah. massive indictment. Unless this defense is like 2008 Detroit Lions bad, mm-hmm. I think there's an expectation for Derek Carr. You had the best wide receiver in football. You need to play. You need to be in that conversation where you're like, man, this dude's top six, seven in every statistical category. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number two is Russell Wilson. Um, yeah, he's my I, number one. I think, but... I think, I think trading the bag for this guy. I think he just needs to play well. Yeah. Last year he didn't play super well, but he was hurt. And he was like hurt in and out of the lineup. Mm-hmm. Guys were in and out of the lineup. He had no run game. Like it's, no. it's a whole bunch I don't of stuff going on. Him at all. But like it's just like he just didn't play well. So. It's crazy to me that like you traded for Russell Wilson on his down year too, where you looked at like you watched him play all last year and said, yeah. "Well, you missed out on Rodgers." Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. he was the backup. Yeah, he was the backup idea. But yeah. uh, I think yeah, he just needs to play. Division's tough. Your team is. They gave you a scheduling break. The first three weeks are pretty easy games, mm-hmm. so you should be able to start at the very worst two and one, if not right. three and zero, to start the right. year. While Kansas City, the Chargers, and Raiders all have just crucial deadly schedules to start <laughs> so you should be first place after the first three weeks probably yeah and then from there you just keep that momentum going and you should be make the playoffs and have a good run i think or, you'd rather have them have the other way around because it seems russ last couple of years has always started out hot and then yeah. it gets worse as the season goes on for whatever reason um yeah russ is my number one guy so i'll just skip i'll skip my number two and i'll just talk about him as well um i don't think that there is a quarterback and you're obviously have one more guy ahead of him but like i look at russell wilson and i go you have to kick off the. I made it to the Super Bowl because I had a, one of the a, a generational defense. Mm-hmm. You haven't gotten back. 
You haven't even... I don't think they've gotten back to the NFC title game, mm. have they, since then? Your numbers are fine, but in the playoffs, you've been doggy doo-doo the last few years. Mm-hmm. You know, losing the Rams two years ago, unacceptable. At yep. home, should never happen. With Jared Goff hurt, should never happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I look at this team, and I, I look, and they, you know, Denver thinks that they're a Super Bowl team. That is what they are signaling by, by making oh, yeah. this trade. Um went to the worst division possible to do this. Um, but at the same time, I think the, and I think him and Stafford in the, in the, in the narrative right now, I think matches quite a bit where Stafford was like, okay, well the old line wasn't great. I, I had Kelvin and then I had a whole bunch of hot garbage for mm-hmm. the good chunk of my career. And I never had a defense or a run game. You look at Russ, you go, Oh, line abysmal. One of the, like the fact that he is still alive mm-hmm. when they just completely neglected it. Defense was clearly picked apart the, over the years, right? Where they literally just went, can't pay you, can't pay you, can't pay you, not finding suitable replacements. Your run game has been hit or miss at best, I would say. Chris Carson, when he's healthy, great. When he's not, which is most of the time, terrible. And you've never, outside of the last just couple years, had dynamic threats. So it's been all on him to carry that team. This is not the same roster. You've got a defense that's up and coming. You've got weapons on the outside. You've got really good running backs. You've got an above-average offensive line. There's a lot of things that the Denver Broncos can say, now you're the missing piece. Similar to what Stafford did this year with the Rams, I think that's the expectation for Russell Wilson this year. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if he's going to get there because the AFC is so loaded. He needs to have that 20-touchdown, two-interception Start starting at like, but I think it needs to end like week ten. That's where it needs to start for him. You know what I mean? We're like he goes on a tear to end the season, and somehow only still gets the six seed. <laughs> yeah. That's or the five that seed, really which is disgusting, right? So, yeah. all right, who's your top guy? All right, so this top guy. Yep, it's kind of crazy that we're talking about this top guy. Yeah, is it really crazy? I don't think so. Yeah, Lamar Jackson is my okay. top guy. He was he was in consideration for me as well. Yeah. Lamar Jackson's my top guy yep. because I think we have seen him go have like the skyrocket MVP year where he was fourteen and two, yeah, uh, number one seed, got best upset, rushing game ever, best running game like ever. Yep, uh, he throws the ball enough to yep. get by, yep. but relies on his legs, um, but gets upset by Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Then the next year wins a playoff game, wins a playoff game, but loses to Buffalo, I believe it was. Yeah, who they beat. Who they beat in the playoff game? Uh, they beat the uh, Char- Chargers. Chargers? I think Colts? it was as a 4-5 like Colts no. or something. No, I think the Buffalo beat Colts that year. So, anyway, I'm with you. Continue. Yeah, yep. but they beat, they won one playoff game, then yes. lost the next round. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and then from there on, he got hurt last year. Yep. But you're in a contract year, and you really, for how dynamic and explosive you are, and as we don't have a lot the, to show for the, it. the team that you have built around you, you haven't really shown the propensity to even get to the AFC Championship game yet. Correct. So I think that he is under the most duress from a, like, if you don't do it this year with the roster that you have. Now, the AFC North is difficult to get through. The AFC in general is just hard. But I think with the team that you have built around you, like, they literally got rid of both their safeties and then got Kyle Hamilton and um, Marcus Williams. Williams. So it was like, they just replenish anytime they lose someone. Um, So I think that, with the roster, with the coaching they have, and everything in between, I think that they should at least make it to the AFC Championship game and be challenging the Bills. Yeah. It's kind of where I see them being. Yeah. And if they're not there, I think like if like the Chiefs come in with the team that they have right now and just beat the lights out of them, I'm like something's wrong. Like there's something in there. Yep, yep. They are going to be hurting a little bit because they did miss out on they traded away Hollywood Brown. 
right? Yes. So that's gonna that's gonna be a bit of a sting right now. Rashad Bateman and Devin Duvernay, Tylen Wallace. I guess are the ones. Yeah, Mark that... Andrews is there at your tight end. Mark you Andrews, have a great offensive James Prochet is there. Is there one of their wide receivers who drafted a couple years ago? But um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that he. This is a year where I think he has to show his ability to win with his arm, and that's the one thing we haven't seen from him consistently winning those games. I think. Mean, I think. I think he would benefit a lot from you know jk dobbins and half of his defense staying healthy that would mm-hmm. benefit quite a bit as yeah. well um but i think if if everything if the stars align i think i think it's going to be on lamar to make that team go mm-hmm. and i think to your point we need to see his progression as a passer mm-hmm. and that's the one thing we haven't seen and i think that's what's holding him back is when maybe you don't have the most dynamic wide receivers in the world but you're still able to make chicken salad sometimes you know what i mean yeah. like if there's you know you look, there are just certain guys, right, where you just, you know, Brady with Troy Brown as his best wide receiver. I think, you know, even Stafford last year in that last drive where you had Cooper Cup and mm-hmm. nobody, right, and you're and you're making game-winning drives. Joe Burrow when Jamar Chase get neutralized, or, I, I, I got to rely on, you know, Tyler Boyd to make mm-hmm. catches for me. Whatever the case is, I think that's huge. Last guy I have is Dak Prescott for mm-hmm. me. I. I don't know if you agree with me or not, but I am at the point where Dak Prescott has to win a Super Bowl. I mean, get, I'm, I'm not there, but you. And here's why: you get paid like you're the you're like your king, Dick. Mm-hmm. You have been told, like we have been told year after year, that you have a easy division, so you should be winning four at minimum games in your division every year. Yes, they do, yeah. And you need to start getting to championship conference championship games. Mm-hmm. I thought last year was an embarrassment to losing to a 49er team that had one guy on mm-hmm. offense. Um, and then obviously clock management, just yeah. disastrous. Um, I just think that, and I think they've had, I think he's got weapons. I think he's had weapons. Yeah. I think so. The, the, for me about the Cowboys, like, la- say, like, we throw in last year, yeah. right? It's like, yeah, you lost it. But then I was like, the 49ers didn't make the NFC change. I think they always just hit that one team. That they just can't. It's and like that's the fine. and it's like the Packers. Like yeah. I think the Packers are always the second best team in the NFC, <laughs> and then they just hit that one team that's like yeah. we just can't. But we, I look at but I look at them and like I if be, the Bucks got upset that year, yeah, um, that yeah. they went on their run, yeah. I think the Packers could have beat the Saints. Yeah, it was just like you just ran into the Bucks and you just couldn't beat them. Or like Seattle, the 2014 year, mm-hmm. it's like you could you probably could have beat Dallas or you did beat Dallas. Who yeah. who was the other team that was there? I think it was the 49ers. You're yeah. like you probably could have beaten that team, but it was like you just hit Seattle, who was just mm-hmm. a little bit better than you that day. Yep. Like you just you, they always just run into that team. Yep. I think Dallas just always just hits that one team. that's like we just can't beat this team. Yeah, and I mean I, it doesn't hurt that they shoot themselves in the foot half the time too. But yes. it's it's yes. it just kind of runs like that where it's like. If they would have met like mm-hmm. who 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 was the team who was like the five seed last year? Um, Cardinals. Yeah, if they would have played the Cardinals, I bet they probably could have beaten the Cardinals yeah. for how the Cardinals played. Yeah, like they could have beaten the Cardinals. Then they would have played the Packers. Yeah, and I think there's a good chance you could go and beat the Packers that the Forty mm-hmm. ers did. And it's like maybe you're in the NFC Championship game against the Rams right. or something. But you just hit that one roadblock team that you just can't get through. For for me, it gets to this. It's it's the pay. And it's the supporting cast, too. You've had an above-average offensive line. You've got two good running backs on your roster. You had Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb. Are we, are we, are we really Zeke is paid. But either way, I like Tony Pollard enough. Or yeah, I would, I I like could, you know Pollard, what I mean? Yeah. But the point is, at the end of the day, is that this whole team has been catered to suit what you do, and I'm not seeing anything. Now, 
part of it is you play for the Cowboys, right? So you are expected to play at a certain level. I think regular season, he's fine. I think he's good, right? No, no issue here, right? 37 and 10, that's great. That's really good numbers, no doubt. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're not winning. I have yet to see Dak Prescott take a team like Mahomes, Burrow, um, you know, these guys where they take the team on their back when everything's up against the wall mm-hmm. and they have that drive. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I have not seen it. And, you know, we talk about the numbers. We talk about garbage time stats and everything. But I I just haven't seen him take the step. Everyone wants to talk about, well, Dak Prescott, look at the numbers. He's elite. I go, yeah, but as much as the numbers, and I'm a numbers guy, being a Stafford guy, you got to be a numbers guy. But at the same time, there are times where I see him go, and you, you're just not good enough to get me to win when I've got a minute and a half left. Mm-hmm. We go to one timeout. Go win me the football well, the, game. And the, the sucky thing about that, though, yeah. is like I, I think his rookie year against Green Bay, yeah. he did do that. Yeah. And then Aaron Rodgers said, let me throw the, the prettiest pass you maybe ever seen against the sideline. Yeah, to Jared Cook. To yeah. Jared Cook yeah. to put you in field goal range for you to lose that game. Yeah. But I think Dave Prescott did put them in a situation, yeah. then the defense let them down. But I, I, I look at it at the end of the day. Home playoff games should be wins for you. That's the first thing. And, se- and, and second, and the second thing is, it, I'm talking about this year in particular. The NFC is garbage, yeah. outside of like three teams. Yeah. If you don't win multiple playoff games this year, mm-hmm. I, I, I got no faith in you. Sorry. With this team, the way it's constructed right now, you have a, you have a division championship. Sh- you should have a division championship. Number mm-hmm. one, and then two. I think because you're going to be at home for at least the first game, mm-hmm. and then That's maybe the even the second. That's maybe. The it could be. I don't know. You never know, right? You could be as high as the three seed. Rams, Packers. Mm-hmm. Bucks. Oh, yeah. I guess it's true. But either way, I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm, you know. Yeah. And then the, the actually, five. Actually, you could be anyway because we don't know what the Packers are going to look like. Yeah. You know? But the, and then I was going to say your five seed is going to be the 49ers. Fine. But either way, you're going to be home, yeah. and and you don't and you got Debo and you got, yeah, you know what I mean. I, guess, I, mean, I guess I Kittle, but like Kittle my point is, is that the defense good. I don't know. What I'm saying to you is, at the end of the day, you're at home. You're the favorites, and you're going to win the probably to win the division. You're expected to win those games. You are paid mm-hmm. like you are supposed to win those games, right? It's the same thing. I be the same thing that I I'm I'm holding him to the same thing that I I held Stafford to last year. You, you have the team. You're ready to go. You mm-hmm. have to go win it now. You have to go do it. It is on you. It is imperative that you play well to get this dub. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with Lamar. It's the same thing with Rodgers, right? Like, Burrow is going to get shredded this year because they're not going to make the playoffs because the AFC is so tough, and he's going to get demolished because people are going to be like, oh, see, one-year wonder, right? Mm-hmm. When you look at the games, you go, that's not true. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean? The NFC is not like that. You ha- he's got to take that next step. He mm-hmm. has to because if not, it's like okay, great, you're a good regular season quarterback, but if you lose every time in the first round to just a team that's, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I don't know. That for me, it's you're the, you play on the Cowboys, you play on prime time, you're expected to be this guy, you're talked about as elite. You have to start being elite. Mm-hmm. You know that's where I'm at. If this was yeah. year two of him, he's got yeah. time. Yeah. We're in year five, six, seven. It's time. But, all right. Any other ones that we missed? Any other ones that you think that were not necessarily, that are close that maybe people need to pay attention to? 
Uh, like your boy Herbert is definitely got some pressure because that roster is really good. Yeah. But I think he's got one more year of a mulligan before we really start to go. You think like Mahomes or anybody's on is on pressure? I mean, just because you're, you're missing Tyreek. I, I stuff? think I think the thing I'm interested with Mahomes yeah. is he's clearly he the can, best quarterback yeah, in football. Yeah, so. what he can do without um, yeah Tyreek without Tyreek. Like yeah. I, there were a lot of games last year. And really, the AFC his title game. game, yeah, the AFC title game, where he just kind of bolts past people, and he and he does the the peace sign, or against the Browns in Week One, where yeah. they're down ten, and Mahomes just kind of throws a prayer up, yep. and Tyreek's like running a drat or running a deep mm-hmm. crosser, and just kind of stops. The defender can't catch up. He catches it, turns around, and gets a touchdown. It's like you get that with Tyreek. But you won't Nobody get else. that ever again. No one else will make that play. No. Not a single human on earth would make that play other than Tyreek. Nope. So now you're going to actually have to like make the reads, be smart with the football. And Who like, are the wide receivers? They got Juju, not a burner. Juju's McCall not a burner. Harman's fast. McCall He's Harman's fast. fast. And they got that Sky Moore. Sky Moore from really West fast. Michigan. That's yeah. really the, the, the replacement yeah. technically. But like they have speed, but well, I don't think they have the route, the, the, the route running and the Tyreek speed. Like I think... The way, and I think the really good teams like the Chargers and Bills and stuff are have an even easier time now guarding them because it's like, okay, we're going to, like, Chargers, like, we're going to bring our three. Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack are going to go get Mahomes in a three-man rush, and we're dropping eight back. Yeah. Find the open guy with your yeah. three receivers you run routes with. Right. It's it's going to be hard. And yeah. so. Especially because and now you, know, you have the ball to tri- longer than anybody. And you have to triple-team Tyree Kill, or you don't have to have a double over the top of Tyree Kill double, over You're going to double Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Gonna do. Yeah. Now you're going to at least throw a safety on him, yep. or you're going to double him or whatever. Yep. But now Travis Kelsey gets taken away. Now you got to rely on Sky Moore to help you out. So yeah. I think that's going to be very interesting to watch what Mahomes does. It's like the same thing with Rodgers. It's like you lose Devontae Adams. It's like, what are you going to be doing yeah. now that Christian you don't have Watson. that guy there? Yeah. You got to hope to God Christian Watson's the second coming, right? Yeah. So, so but I think that. I think that's why he's not under duress because he's the best quarterback in football. So yeah. I can't put him no, under no, duress. That's why, that's why but it's just yeah. like it's yeah. just interesting. Those first like three four games against like the Cardinals and against the Chargers. It's like what are you gonna look like? I would I say yeah. Even teams, you know, like I think Joey B's under a little bit of pressure too, right? Just because your Cincinnati like wasn't a fluke, right? And he's coming yeah. out and says like I'm not gonna accept losing. It's gonna be tough. Mm-hmm. In the AFC, right? I could even say Stafford's under some pressure. You had you added more pieces, right, yeah. to an already pretty. I think, I think the Stafford one is strictly because the NFC is bad. So yeah, for like, sure, you, you're expected to go you're, win. You're expected yeah. to be thirteen and four. Yeah, and There's be the number one seed. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Like I think last year you kind of went and you're like, let's hope for the best. This year it's like we saw the best and we know what you can yeah. do. So now you kind of have to. But show he's got it out. Super Bowl, so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, but no, yeah. I agree with you, right? But but he can't. But he also can't come out, be the one seed, and then lose, lose to the, the six seed. To, I agree. Uh, so you can't no come doubt. out of that. Absolutely so. for sure. And if he does, I'll come out here and go, "What the hell just happened?" Right yeah. now, unless he throws for five touchdowns, and you know, yeah, is what it is. But there's 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 caveats to everything. But if he goes out and mm-hmm. poops the bed and throws for 197 yards, a touchdown, and two picks, yeah, that's that's not a good day. But anyway, that's going to be it for this week's show though, guys. Uh, next week we're talking NBA finals matchups. We've got that. We're going to be talking, um, we got Helen Estelle too coming up next. Is, is Helen Estelle next week or the week after so the f- June 5th? So June yeah, 5th? It would be yeah, we talk, week, we got Helen right? Estelle matchups going on. So we got lots of stuff going on. Uh, we'll talk to you guys on Memorial Day weekend. That's going to be it for this week's show on behalf of the missing Whale man. He's the Merck zone on the mountain of Michigan. We'll see you guys as always next week.